Hello, everybody. This is Katie. And before we start today's episode, we have a public service announcement for you. Since the recording of this episode, Tess has actually gone on a Hinge date. You know that app, Hinge. And she had a lovely, lovely time. So, our wonderful listeners, don't believe everything you hear on podcasts. All right? Okay, now enjoy the show. This is Katie. And this is Tess. And this is Cool Girls. We, uh... Episode four. Four? Five. Right? Episode five. Five. Fuck. Can't even get that right. <laughs> so, um, it dawned on us approximately two minutes ago that we have never actually introduced ourselves as who we are as humans, as friends, as lovers. Yeah, not like anyone cares, but if you do. Katie, how did we meet? Well, Tess, we met at the University of San Francisco, but little things in our life previous had, we had crossed paths before. I always forget this, and I don't know why, because it is actually the most serendipitous, crazy thing. I actually never forget it, and I pretty much tell every single person who's like, so how do you know Tess? And I'm like, well, <laughs> do you want the short story, or do you want yeah, the long story? Yeah, let's take it back to the 1970s. Shall we? 1970, <laughs> 1970, 1969 or 1970, because they graduated in 90, yeah. 1971. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, well... Here we go. Tess and I met at University of San Francisco. We were both majoring in theater. Um, Lol. LOL. And then the next day I dropped down to a minor and <laughs> majored in psychology because... You're like, I'm going to make a smarter decision. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to stick stick right here. <laughs> I was like, I truly do not want to write essays about people who dance. If I'm If I have to take a dance class, just like teach me how to move my hips a little bit yeah I got a C minus in my first dance class freshman year (laughs) was that in dance oh wait in the actual movement of dance yeah she hated she hated me like personal vendetta against me everyone was like what's her problem with you and I was like I don't know but anyway C minus damn C minus in dance so uh in the first week of classes we had acting one together I went up to Tess and I started singing a song that was familiar to her. And it was a song that her high school in Palo Alto, California, had written for their musical, their self-made musical number uh, that they later performed in Edinburgh, which my high school in Massachusetts, we also went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and we saw her show. So I literally saw Tess perform a monologue maybe a month or two before I actually met her a month before I met her yeah Yeah, it was right before college 
we were on the same bus. We stayed in the same, I mean, like not gross hotel thing. Gross hotel. Then, Wait, did you stay at that hostel too in London? The gross one? Well, yeah, that, no? that's what I meant by gross like hotel. Because it was like a hostel, but it was a really big hostel. It was very strange. Yeah, people got bed bugs. Uh-huh. There were some rashes. It was disgusting. And then we stayed at University of Edinburgh in the dorm room. And that was great. And I had a chaperone who was also my girlfriend. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't having sex there. Um, but <laughs> I did have a single dorm room, which was like, uh-huh. I was like, is this what college is going to be like? God, these rooms are nice. Mine was my uh, absolutely, absolutely second not. year of college. I had a single. That, that's true. That's pretty nice. No, that's Although, true. Yeah. I don't even remember the bathrooms in Edinburgh. Anyway, we were there. We didn't know that we had already come across each other's paths, but we had. And then I put it all together and went up sang her that song she was like what the fuck who are you you're strange what is that skirt you're wearing <laughs> yeah it was it was a lot to take in at once it was the outfit it was katie singing my high school musical song um and then you know it was quickly discussed how we knew each other um when did we make the realization I, about our i went home for christmas and i was telling my dad or maybe it was actually the next summer i think it was that summer I was talking to my dad about my new friend Tess Belomo and he was like I know a Belomo I went to high school that's also weird that you would tell him like my last name you know like is that you know like oh like I met a new friend her name is Tess Belomo (laughs) yeah you're not like I don't think I would you're not really a first and last name person you know how some people are you always say their first and last name I'm not like right like Hannah Bear Hannah Bear Hannah Bear that's a better one I have to bleep out now god damn it um god damn it <laughs> but we can keep our friends in who we haven't hurt um but yeah he was like i went to high school with a joe blomo and so then my dad got his high school yearbook i went in found a picture of your dad and sent a picture of it to you um and it was we're like what and then there's a picture yeah, literally of our dads together in the yearbook they were just some they look like 70s I don't even know what they're just chilling you know that's they weren't they weren't really friends but it, they looked friendly in the photo yeah and it was really sweet it, I mean it is crazy like you're not even from the Bay Area yeah it's just like it's so it's a lovely story and it really adds a whole element to our why we were meant to be friends I think yeah I think so too and then uh you know we were super close in college our friend group was a really tight-knit abusive friend group um (laughs) too tight (laughs) everyone was dramatic as fuck yeah i mean yeah a lot of emotions a lot of it was complicated (laughs) what was that (laughs) as i look up in the distance i'm like they were just like there were a lot of issues i think everyone was dealing with personally a lot of projections Mm mm-hmm a lot of drinking. A lot of drinking. No drugs, though. No drugs. N- no drugs. Like, literally, I was like, what? What is cocaine? You know? We were innocent little angels. Innocent little angels. Sure Minus were. all the... Except that t- time we did poppers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like, I heard, it, I heard it makes your butthole get loose. <laughs> Adrian was like, do a popper. And I was like, that is like doing a line of coke. I can't do that. And he was like, just do it. I felt nothing, but it was, I felt cool though after I did it. Yeah, I felt nothing. I kind of felt the way that I did when I took my first shot when I was maybe 
14 or 15 years old, I took a shot of alcohol that was probably very watered down. It, I don't even know what it was. And then I ended up like fan kicking all down the streets being like, woo, young and free. And it, it was, that's not, I just had a burst that's of how, adrenaline. That's how you still act when you get drunk. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, high school, uh, not high school, college was a freaking time. That was, those were crazy years. I've never been mm, crazier. Think, think about the first year in LA. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then when we graduated, I moved to London for a couple of years uh, for my then girlfriend. And Tess moved to LA. Did you move to LA right away? Or were you home? You were in San Francisco for a year or two? Stayed at one year after graduation, then moved to LA summer of 2014. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we both got into serious relationships. Obviously, we were in two different countries so we didn't talk for maybe like not like we didn't talk but we didn't talk often for maybe a year right until like you came to visit right I came after my ex and I broke up I came to visit with work Mm. and that was the first time we had really seen each other since graduation I think almost other than when other than Chappie um, yeah. And then... Sometimes we vacation together. Yes, 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 yes. And then, um, and then a couple years later, I moved to L.A. That makes me sound like I'm 40 years old, but... It's been a long road It's been a long road. To get here. I know. And now I'm back in Boston because so, fucking quarantine and L.A. is on fire with the COVID. Literally. But there were happier times when Katie first moved to L.A., um... In 2017, it was a very good time. And it was, again, serendipitous. We both got out of relationships like a month before I was moving to L.A. And so we're like, hey, let's move in together. It happened at the perfect time. Me and my boyfriend had broken up and Katie came, I think, two weeks later. I was like, fuck, I need to get a studio. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll live at my mom's for a little bit. Like, just truly panicking. And then it just worked out. Katie hopped on a plane and... The rest Aww. is truly history, but we had we had a fun time those first two years. Those were um, we were single at the same time, which had never happened before in our friendship. Yeah. Or wait, actually, no, you weren't that single for that long, but it, you were essentially single. <laughs> it it was like you. I were. was essentially single, and then I was single. So I got into a relationship. I met someone in Oct- I moved there in September. Kind of got into a relationship pretty quickly, but um, and that only that lasted about. A year, maybe a little, about a year, and then year. and then I was single again for the next year. Yeah, and that was a time that was like ultimate girls' vacation year. Literally, it was incredible. We maybe lack some responsibility totally. and direction, but we always bounce back from our mistakes. <laughs> ah, we feel good Sometimes. for a day, and then we just go out get drunk it all over again yeah that's true we're not the best influences on each other but here we are and i'm glad everyone knows the story of uh, everyone's like we don't care that was 10 minutes of boredom um yeah so now here we are i came home to boston for vacation for my grandpa's 95th birthday uh so i was here for a week and that's when covid struck and i was like hey i'll just stay here for the next couple weeks while this pandemic rolls by four months later Still here. Still here. And Tess is still there. Truly. Thank God for 
Zoom. I know. know. And podcasts, because as we'll be discussing today on Cool Girls Podcasts, is that a good transition? Yeah, that was good. Keep on, keep on. That you only started I, the transition. Uh, I lost, I lost my confidence because then I was like, "Where am I really going with this?" Um, so thank God for podcasts. Um, today, Katie and I want to discuss <laughs> dating. What the fuck is dating? Is there a proper way to date? Is there a better way to date? How can you find someone that you want to spend your life with? You know what I loved in episode two of our podcast on cheating go check it out victoria dunn was our amazing guest and mm. she had this point she was like how beautiful is it how crazy is it crazy and beautiful that people have the ability to find someone and meet someone who they're like i literally want to spend the rest of my life with you let's get married like i'm committing to you forever and that's crazy and many of those things start with dating so how do you find that person what is the correct route to is there a correct route to go and find that person for you or is that even the point of dating maybe not wow so many questions that i don't even know the answer to wow where to even begin why don't we start with online dating i hate it (laughs) you hate it i hate it i hate everything about it (laughs) i'm turned off by it i resent it i (laughs) Tell me how you really I, feel, Tess. <laughs> but I've also had really, I know people that have had great experience, like you met your girlfriend on Bumble. Most of my friends at this point who are like getting engaged or in long-term relationships met their partners on Bumble or Hinge or Tinder. I, I'm i like a little conflicted in my views because I don't like it, but I also know I haven't tried that hard with it. Mm-hmm. I think I've been on four online dates but all of them have gone really badly and so I'm just like fuck it but I think I hate talking before and like seeing someone based on a picture and then being like so like if you could go back and change anything in your life I'm like nice to meet you too like I just it makes me like cringe all the prompts and the the awkward conversation I just I do I need to get over it I think because that's what everyone is doing right but I hate it (laughs) um i i'm like sweating i do not didn't i don't like how do i say this i never liked the idea of online dating in terms of having to talk to someone have this bullshit small talk with strangers do you reach out first do you not like i don't know i would never reach out first anytime i've been on a dating app i'll like maybe three people because lesbians are fucking ugly and <laughs> let's rephrase that, Katie. Okay, sorry. You you're very specific in your taste of women, I think. Right. Physically. Yeah, physically. Except I kind of broke it for tea. Yeah, you did. That's true. The long. It was always the short hair. Short yeah. hair girls. And then I was like, you know what? I keep finding people that I'm not that interested in. Like basically, what happens for me because I don't freaking know why. Um, I go on dating sites, talk to a couple people, then meet someone for a drink. And usually the first or second date I go on, I end up with that person for a year. And very very true. And um, (laughs) God, I just don't even like them that much. 
but then I just I don't know it's just like a company whatever and the first two that that happened with it was like I put off being in a relationship like being uh official for months with both of them they would ask me again and again until finally I gave in because it was making them super insecure that I did not want to be in a relationship (laughs) um and also because what was the difference with the label you know I didn't want to be called their girlfriend but they wanted to call me their girlfriend and so in the end was it me putting it off even though it was the same thing anyway that's that but then with T I was just really bored in Boston went on a date and I was like holy shit this is the best person I've ever met in my entire life so that was like a little different with that but in general the first the until you find someone that you click with right away it's like it's just torturous. It is torturous. On the flip side, you found someone, you were talking to someone that you thought you clicked with right away, and he was really sarcastic and funny, and then you went on date, and uh, how was that, Tess? You know, I'd say I was catfished, really, <laughs> to sum it up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I sent a photo of him to Katie, and Katie was like, this is it, Tess. Like, this is your guy. I have a good feeling about it. And I was like, so do I. Like, our banter, he's making office references. Also, physically, I do have a type. It's like dark hair, scruff. Well, that's that's pretty much it. Like, dark hair and scruff. And I'm like, I love him. <laughs> um, so he looks super hot. Basically, long story short, showed up at a restaurant, really, or at a bar. No one was there, which was also kind of haunting um he was five foot three maybe um I was wearing heeled (laughs) booties so I was probably close to being six foot tall you know not like that really matters you can love anyone but he lied about his height on Bumble yeah he said he was five nine and I'm five nine ish so I was like that's fine most of the people I've dated have actually been exactly my height or like half an inch taller it's very strange I'm not really attracted to super tall guys um but not even physically, he didn't look anything like his photo. Um, his personality was garbage. I mean, he was a weird guy. He took a phone call from his dog, um, literally said, hold on, my dog is calling, which now I kind of understand having a dog. I'm like, I get that. <laughs> I get that emotion. Like, my, my dog calls me all the time. And I pick up and I, um, I want to talk to my dog if I could on a date. But yeah, it was, he talked about his parents' divorce, his sex addiction, um, how he pays premium on all the dating apps because he's like addicted to them. It just, it was wild. And then he asked you to rate of, the date. He asked me to rate the date. To this day, I can't remember my answer. I was a little drunk. I had two mescals at this point because I was just watching him. It was like a movie. I was like, I'm going to use this for creative material. Um, I did have a good answer for how I w- was going to rate the date. I don't remember. It was a little bit sassy, but not too mean. Um, And then I, I like, essentially, like, ran out. I was like, got to go. I have to work at 5 a.m. I didn't. (laughs) And I didn't go on another date for a year after that. Well, like, an official online dating. Who was the next one? Right before quarantine, the musician, if you recall. Oh. Oh, wow. That was a long time in between. We were at our first apartment. The, for the I know, first and day. I was like, see, I was seeing people in between, but not. I didn't go on an official like first date. Like I, I, I saw people. 
<laughs> I'm um I'm not that lonely. I'm like people like always want to date me. So yeah, I'm really I'm busy. Um, busy all the time. But it scar it honestly scarred me. I was like, really? If someone's gonna trick you, and then yeah. I just felt like I discouraged. To you, what's your ideal t- way to meet someone that you want to date? Here's the thing. What I used to think was always through a mutual friend. I was like, I love that idea because, you know, your friend knows this person and then you can kind of all hang out as a group, which, you know, I love doing. I love hanging out with other people when I'm starting to date someone. Um, But like, I just love like a friend group with couples in it. Like that reminds me a lot of all my friends from, from home in San Francisco. And like, it feels very comforting to me. Everyone knows each other. And then it happens kind of naturally and organically, but um, history has shown that that does not work out well for me. And yeah. poor Claire. <laughs> because <laughs> shout out to one of our best friends who has tried to hook me up with so many people. Bless her heart. She really wants me to find love. And she knows a lot of straight men in LA. She's been here for longer than I have. Um, she and her boyfriend have really tried to make that happen and you know it just hasn't ended up working out so I think I do need to stop with the mutual friends because that can also be really tricky yeah on the other side yeah and I think I I think I need to get over this like romantic idea that I have about how you meet someone and the first time you the meet cue and it's like this 90s rom-com where I'm like all right drop it Tess right and you know that doesn't always work out that life just doesn't work that way and I think you know, I dated someone who I met at a club and we spent the whole weekend together and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we're together for three years and then it ended horribly and it was not a good relationship through and through, but it had kind of a romantic start to it. And then on the reverse, you know, with T, I met her on Bumble, but then the thing that I will, our story would be, you know, she picked me up from the train station and I kind of thought she was going to kidnap me because who picks someone up for their first date? Whatever. Oh, terrifying. Open the, yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> Open the door and I see her in there and I like lose my breath. And she's just like, oh, my God, you're gorgeous is the first thing she ever said to me. And I was like bumbling with my AirPods, like, you know, and then it just like took off from yeah. there. And that's the story. And that's the you story. Know? Yeah. And so I need to let go of that. And you know, that's what you'll tell your kids. And that's what you tell, you know, it does, it's not like, met on Bumble. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course, you know, that's only a fraction of the, you know, the start of it. So. And I think it's getting way, way less taboo. Like people don't even think twice. You kind of assume people met the other person on a dating app a lot of the times. That's and when true. they ha- when they haven't, you're like, oh, really? You know? Do you think that people are relying on online dating almost too much that it's like we lose connection when we do go out because it's like, why try? I can go on my phone when I get home and swipe through people. I don't know because we have never been this age when online dating wasn't a thing or app dating wasn't a thing. And so I don't know, like, were people more kind of outgoing with people in the 90s and the whatever? I don't know if that's how it works I really don't I think every now and then you still if you're at a thing and you see someone cute across the bar you know like that time you left <laughs> your number for the bartender that super heart pop bartender and, God. and uh, the back bar guy thought it was him that was the most like so I I have like a 90s version of dating like I'm like stuck in 1994 and I'm like 
I'm going to write my number on a receipt at a bar. And like, we were looking at each other and making eye contact. And then he's going to call me and take me out to dinner. And, you know, I tried to do that. The guy didn't get it. And yeah, someone else who was working thought it was for him. I was insanely disappointed because was not attracted. And I knew who the other one was. And I was like, sweet God, no, (laughs) absolutely not. But you know what? I try. I try my goddamn best. (laughs) And it just really, um, yeah, it's tough. Do you feel like with online dating, if you're talking to someone on an app beforehand, it kind of, you know, when you have that time to respond and think of something witty or try to have a sense, you know, they may try to put on a sense of humor or maybe you act a certain way. Do you think that then puts on more pressure for the first date? Like, oh, we've been having this great banter. So what if we don't have it in person, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Because you're obviously trying to show the best version of yourself over, you know, messaging over the app. But then also, I mean, it's all kind of the same thing because on a first date, you're also, you know, it's like a job interview. Right. You're not really going to be yourself typically unless you just like totally hit it off and feel 100% comfortable, but that's rare. So, it, you know, it, it, it all comes from us just trying to impress someone else yeah. and to show show that person how great we are and you know at the end of the day we're all just fucking trying so if your first date with someone is mediocre should you give them a second chance like should you or what makes you want or or what makes you want a second date what makes you say okay to a second date i always like a little bit of mystery and kind of want like wanting more like leaving that date being like ooh, like i'm thinking about him in a way that he's kind of I'm curious he's he's mysterious to me that I like not kissing on a first date and I like I love the build-up love that more than anything which is almost my problem like I think when I lose that sense of sexual tension and being a little nervous and butterflies in your tummy I think I can take that as a bad sign whereas in reality that's just the natural progression of being more comfortable with someone and knowing someone better but I love the buildup. I could do like weeks and months of a buildup and be happy as a clam. <laughs> so then if if you went out with someone for a first date, you're like, oh, he's really handsome. He doesn't, he's not that funny, but he did ask me out on another date. We don't have that much in common, but like he is really nice. Do you think you would give it another shot? I would give it a second shot. And if I didn't feel the same way after the second time. Yeah. Then I was because I did that with Mark, that guy I met on Hinge. Yeah. Remember, we didn't like. He was really attractive and smart, and like we didn't have a similar sense of. We didn't have a similar sense of humor, which I think is tough for me. But everything else is also very outdoorsy, like to the point where I was like, I can't, I can't go like dirt biking with you every weekend, and then go rock climbing and then hiking. Like I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> um, but I did give him a second chance, like months later. And I think you, I think give it one more try because you never know. Energy could be off the first date. You're nervous. Yeah. What about, what about you? Because I feel like with some of your relationships, you've been like after the first or second date and you've been like, eh, but then you guys start dating. Yeah. I don't know. I think that (sighs) I'm just, where does that, where where does that come from? Yeah. Like what, you know, with some of my exes, I would go on a date, 
not be super into them, go on another date, not be super into them, still hang out. Like, there'd be something about them that I'm like, huh. But they didn't, it was the sort of thing where I was telling myself that it's good to not feel crazy about someone. It's good to not feel whatever because I I was really, I think I was getting in relationships with people that I knew was safe. I knew they would never hurt me because we didn't have that intensive a connection. We were not passionate about each other. It felt safe because I was in such a horrible, passionate relationship prior. And so it was all protecting yeah. myself. You were doing, yep. Um, and I, I, at those points in my life, I didn't really want a girlfriend but I guess companionship was nice and also kind of learning, having the confidence, feeling like someone does love me or is attracted to me was a nice feeling, even if I was sure. passionate about them. And so I think things just went further because it felt good to have something. But mm-hmm. now, like, I wouldn't, I'm a lot more confident to now to be like, I deserve better than this I could do better than this I whatever you know definitely yeah I think that's as we get older we're more aware of that you know yeah. and not 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 settling and being with someone that you you know is not just for the safety or not for the passion and the craziness of you know mm-hmm. finding that that sweet spot of like oh we're best friends and this person and I care about each other we take care of each other and not just for the rush you know What's your opinion on sex? Would you have sex on the first date? Or have you had sex on the first date? What date do you keep it till? Is that is that something that you have a rule about? I have no rule. I think it's all about your like gut feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like if the chemistry's there, if you're having fun, if it comes up, great. I think it's it can be so different. You know, I've dated people where I'm not initially like attracted to them in that way. And then months later I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I could just jump your bones. And then the opposite where, you know, the first time you hang out, you just have such an intense physical chemistry. So I think it's just like, yeah, feel it out. What about you? So for me, I've never had sex on the first date with someone I ended up in a relationship with. I've, I've like had sex with people, on first dates who ended up being kind of fuck buddies or a one night stand or whatever but in general I've kissed on the first date but always like the telltale end like a like a, I have to do this before like with uh, with T we were both we both wanted to for so long it's just that tension that like whole and then yeah yeah um waiting for my train to waiting in her car for the train and it was like she was talking and she was explaining something and I was just like I I'm really interested in what you have to say but I just just and I kissed her um yeah and like you should and just like if you had that feeling with sex like I have to take you home or like right it's like go for it yeah you know yeah um, but yeah, I know plenty of people who have slept with their people on the first date. I don't believe in any sort of like third date rule, just like when the time feels right. Totally. It's like, and if you think that you doing that 
will cause someone to think differently about you, then it's like you probably shouldn't be with them. You know, yeah. like any sort of rules, I think, with dating or sex, like numbers and date, like all that stuff is just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I have like- definitely had sex on the second date with every single person I've ever dated. It's God, it's just been so different for me. I, got, I think, yeah, I really don't know. I'm like, do I remember any experience? Like, I've have I had, had sex before? Yeah, yeah, Am I a virgin? Sure feels like that at this point, Katie. Um, so how, in, in talking about sex, how do you transition from something more casual to officially, quote unquote, dating? Like if you are having fun with someone and everything's all just chill and you're being really, you're being the cool girl, how, what's that transition look like? How do you bring it up? Do you have to, you know, be like, we're going out to dinner and that means we are officially dating. You tell me because I've never experienced this. <laughs> I haven't either. I've experienced being like, let's go to dinner and then being like, no. <laughs> like, do you have to communicate about it? Like, hey, it's a time where I want to start taking things more seriously. Or do you kind of proposition different activities to like make it naturally flow? into that you know I don't know I don't know with my ex my first girlfriend in LA we were going on a lot of dates and then we're hanging out a lot and she was always trying to have that talk of what are we like but I had made it clear to her from the start that I didn't want a relationship and so we started dating in uh, end of October, right around Halloween time. And it was end of February when finally she was like, I just don't, this does not feel good for me to not have a label on it. And so I was like, okay, but we had been dating the whole time. We just weren't official. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that is, I think that scares a lot of people about even saying we are dating because it kind of goes in these steps, right? Like you have these conversations, you start hooking up. And then I think the first conversation is, are we exclusive? And then after that, what what, what comes next? I don't know. Things sometimes go out of order. Like T and I told each other we love each other before we were exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you guys are crazy. <laughs> like right. a, a while before that. Yeah, like there there is no order to it. I think the problem is with a lot of people that are dating is that you expect an order and kind of like, all right, for, first comes this, then we do this. And I think I've gotten caught in that before, like definitely with where I just wanted everything to be so like – meticulously planned out in terms of our progression like it was okay like we've now been hooking up for three months so three months that's I've heard that that is the mark of having the conversation of if he's sleeping with anyone else and then after that I'm going to ask like if he you know wants to do this which will then mean that we're dating and that means that we're in a relationship and that means I'm his girlfriend like I've had an experience like that before which makes you feel crazy and doesn't always work out And I feel like if that's the sort of conversation going on in your head, there's just something fundamentally not right about the relationship. Like there's, you know, it's just... Totally. That was something where I wanted the label more than I actually even connected to him or wanted to be with him. Right. 
I just wanted the safety. I wanted to know someone wanted me. The validation was more important than our genuine connection as people. Yeah. Yeah, labels are weird. It's like, do you remember the when, session. like, uh, yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, okay. <laughs> um, but do you remember when, like, Facebook official was such a big thing of, like, was that was that a big deal to you on social media to, like, proclaim your status with the world? Uh, Grant and I have been in a open relationship with each other since 2007. Oh, so you've never changed it? Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, and I was kind of always anti that. Mm, you're so cool. <laughs> I'm like, why haven't you done it yet? They're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I remember like my first boyfriend, and I wasn't in a serious relationship until I was 18. It was like a conversation. Like both of us were like, hey, like, when are you going to do it? Like calling each other, being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it like later today. And then when it ha- happened, like call- like meeting up later and being like, can you believe that we're fi-? like, it was like a celebration. Like we celebrated it. To, like no one else fucking cared. <laughs> I had a boyfriend for two days in like sixth or seventh grade. And our, you instantly change your AIM profile. He asked me out. He asked me to be his girlfriend um at the water bubbler after hot uh the water fountain after dancing to a moment like this at (gasps) a middle school dance and wow yeah he was like would you want to be my girlfriend and i was like whatever sure and then you know like line up sweetie (laughs) no i was like we're both like six feet tall at age 12 cool um probably both he's probably gay now he's not i later made out with him at a party him and his girlfriend. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. God, full circle. Full circle. Um, but instantly changed my AAM profile to say, like, LUL. And then two days later had my friend tell him I didn't want to be his girlfriend anymore. Yeah. Good. Always Never went back to the men. The mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never went back. <laughs> Last experience of the man. Honestly, you're smarter for it. Yeah. You are smarter for it. Should dating be exhausting or fun, Tess? It should be fun. I think if you are tired and feeling sick to your stomach and (laughs) stressed out and constantly having to ask your friends, like, what does this text mean? And like, you know, deciphering everything, run. Or, you know, just know. Like, I think if I've learned anything in being single, because I was in, I think sometimes like my dating history – a little backwards or like I was in a relationship essentially from like long-term serious relationships from 18 to 26 and so I never really had time to be single until like my mid late 20s and then I kind of felt like I reverted back to being like 18 (laughs) you know what I mean yeah yeah of like of just kind of being immature about it and not listening to my gut and wanting the label and not really listening to myself and what I truly wanted and I think if I could say anything it would just be like have fun with it and date people that make you feel good it doesn't always have to be this like emotional roller coaster yeah and you know and it shouldn't yeah once it's exhausting get out but it's also not you know I don't know do you think because relation it kind of goes back to that you know notion of like relationships take work yeah but there's a difference between work and toxic feelings right <laughs> if, if you're if you're I think it goes again for that quote that 
Hannah always says? What is it? Don't make someone a priority in your life when you're only an option in theirs. Right. And so if we're the people putting in all the effort, reaching out to them to hang out, questioning, if you're questioning yourself of, am I, do they like me? Am I good enough for them? Like, blah, blah, Like, why aren't they texting me back? Is this text mean they like me? Then honestly no they probably don't like you as much as you like them (laughs) and they don't deserve your time and your attention there's way better people out there right it's like you know you see all these memes and stuff on instagram that's just like yeah if he's not texting you he doesn't like you and it's like oh what (laughs) but it's like if someone wants to talk to you they will talk to you if they want to hang out with you you don't have to come up with a thousand different excuses, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's sad and we all do it and it's, it hurts. It's a little bit of a, oof, hurts right there, but it's what, it's the most important lesson. When you're getting advice from friends while you're dating, do you want them to tell you the truth or do you want them to tell you what you want to hear? I think I would like the truth, (laughs) especially in those sort of times where, you look back and you're like, God, all my, like, what did my friends even think about me? Like, I just keep going back to this asshole. And, you know, they keep being like, yeah, I think you deserve better. But, you know, it's whatever you want to do. I think moving forward, I'm like, someone just tell me if they see very bad signs yeah, <laughs> from the it, start. It's hard, though, because also when you're so deep in something and have such feelings about something, it's hard to be like, snap out of it. You know, you don't want to be offensive and you don't want to tell someone that the things that they're feeling isn't valid um at the same time like for example when you're going through everything with at times it could almost be exhausting for me to watch you doing it again and again but you know like yeah i don't blame you and but there's a lot of mixed signals people are really hard to read and the most important thing is that at that time you were feeling something and you were feeling like your feelings are always valid, you know? Right. And so it's hard when someone's struggling through something to be like, like, fuck that. Like you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't, whatever. I think finding a way to be constructive about it is important, but finding the line is hard. Yeah. I mean, it's like in, in any situation with friends and their significant others, you know, it's like even at the beginning, if you see, red flags do you say something even when you don't really like your friend's significant other you you know it's like and at this point I don't say eh, you just you learn you just suck it up if they're in it you just you know like you just you have to um because I yeah, think you ev- did that with me when I was dating again yeah and you were kind of like are you sure about this whatever and I was like all in it but I knew that it was like Something felt off to me, too. And I tried to avoid. I tried to be like, I just need, like, you know, your approval in order to feel okay about this. And you were so gracious about it. But, like, in retrospect, I'm like, what a boring, 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 boring person. But, like, in that moment, would you have wanted me to be like, Katie, she, I do not like her. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Because. You don't, it's like, it's like when your mom tells you to do homework when a kid, with a kid, it's when your mom tells you to do homework as a kid or tells you to do chores. And just because they're saying that makes you 
it makes you furious for them to even say it. You know? Exactly. So it's like, I think we've all learned <laughs> that, you know, you just kind of got to suck it up. I think unless you see really scary behavior happening, um, even that is hard. You can, okay, Noah, you want to speak into the microphone? Like, you know, even when I saw you and I knew that things were happening that were very scary, that's, that's even harder, you know, because then yeah. you're really dealing with something, you know, really intense that you don't know if, if that's your place. So I think that's always hard. I think I, you know, constructive criticism is a good thing with when emotions are involved and I don't know. I'm trying to think of, you know, when you were dating the last two guys, I really liked both of them too. And I think most of your friend, they were good, fun guys. Yes. And so that's it's like oh you guys would be so good together and I so think, yeah you know whereas if you had continued dating yuck you Ugh. know oh I always forget that okay so that's also a first date all right <laughs> that was through okay that was through friends right yeah yeah well yeah we met like on a music video set like years ago and then reconnected but But, like that guy was an asshole you know if you had kept on dating him I would have been like really Tess I I think I would have been you know right no that's true I think I think it's hard when you like you know yeah you guys all liked them and so did I genuinely and you know one of them had been my one of my best friends for years and so it's like yeah that's the hardest part because you're like I know their heart is good but why can't they see me in this way and so that's right that added a whole nother element of it just was fucking complicated and even more hurtful I think shall we do some rapid fire let's do it all right best first date who and where uh, um god probably uh Sinespia, the the outdoor movie Um, Was that your first date with? It wasn't our first, but it was like one of the first things we did together. And so, like, I've always thought about that because, like, our first date we went to lunch, which I'm like, never go to lunch. Literally, don't do that on a first date. Feels like a job interview. Um, But I think that was one of the first things, and that was like summer picnic, wine, movie. You can make out. Boom. There you go. What what about you? Stop it, Noah. No, 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 baby, not right now. Hold off till another like five minutes. For best first date. Yeah, for me, I'm not just saying this. Because I'm dating her. Blah, boring, Katie. It's not boring. I mean, like, what other... <laughs> My best first date was with T. We went to dinner. She paid for the whole meal. Like, she opened the car door for me. We went to a game arcade. We're just playing games forever. It was just so... It was so much fun. And no, it was that, just a, that is cute. And the connection was just so real and so strong. And I remember just looking... I could not stop staring at her directly in the eye and she would get all red. She was like, why are you looking at me? Like, why are you staring at me? You're getting me nervous, whatever. It was just like such a real strong connection. I'm like my other first dates. <laughs> oh, with one of them, it was cool because I tattooed her. That, I mean, that, that that is a story. That That's, that's like a story. A, it's a that's movie. like first date tattooing someone. For sure. Um, and, but I mean, God. No, I, I'm I'm just giving you guys a hard time because you guys are just um, obsessed with each other and young young and in love. Worst, worst first date? When I was catfished. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so, what about you? <laughs> worst first date? 
I would I guess my worst first date she was such a cool girl and we had had cool such girl. nice talk <laughs> beforehand she was hilarious she's still so funny I follow her on social media she's hilarious uh it was my first date after my long-term ex and I broke up and I was a fucking mess. I was probably the bad first date. Like, I think I talked about being a mess on the first date. Like, talked about my new ex. Like, talked about her being abusive. <laughs> God. <laughs> this girl is probably like, what is happening? But she drove me home and we made out in the car for a minute. Oh, um, love that. And we did go on more dates after that. But it was just, like, not... It just was, it was such a force for me because I was trying to be like... I could date other people, you know, it was, it was just, thinking about that first date was, is rough. Um, We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Who pays for the first date? Um, I will always put my card down to split it, but it is a very lovely gesture when the man pays and I will give him more points for it, honestly. I really like it if someone pays on the first date. That's not me. I just do. Fuck. Yeah. And it feels nice, but I will, I always do reach and maybe argue about it. Um, but if someone, like when I went out with, it was a great first date, but she was like, all right, split it. It was like, it felt like I was going out with a friend. It did not feel like a date. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. What is a deal breaker for you on a first date? Apparently I don't have any. You're like, I'm fine with anything. Um, I don't know. I guess. Oh, someone taking their phone out at the table. Um, talking about their exes is kind of weird, I think, unless you get unless it naturally leads there. Um, Treating the waiters badly, you know, oh, or like yeah, bad tipper. Or a bad tipper, it's like literally forget it. Also, which I never thought about this before because I never even thought this would happen, the last date I went on before COVID, he yawned the entire time and like didn't cover his mouth and just kept saying how tired he was. And I was like, okay. Oh, come on. Might as well just have a sign that's like, I'm fucking bored of you. You do not interest me. So yeah, just like manner, yeah. like bad manners, you know? It's like, who raised yeah. you? Who <laughs> raised you? Who raised you? Oh, if someone's super loud in public oh god it yeah all that kind of stuff yeah um Um, let's do a couple more because how many drinks to have on a first date what's the street read the room read the room and hey if you want to get fucking obliterated do it but don't be the only one getting obliterated just like keep up the pace with them it's nice if someone has a similar drinking habit to you habit (laughs) a similar drinking pattern to you yeah, um, you know, if looking at the wine list and you're like, bottle? And they're like, bottle, you know? Yeah, and that's, like, it's that's nice. always a lovely feeling. It is. Honestly, a really bad thing is when you want like a second drink and the person's like, no, nah, I'm good. And then you're like, what the yeah, fuck? That's Which so also happened to me when the guy was yawning. <laughs> I was just like, so you don't want a drink and you hate me. I'm going to go home. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's funny. I, I think it's, like, how many you want. I would say, like, definitely, if it's going well, I'd say get three drinks. Like, that's, like, my – like, by the third, you're going to be, like, 
kind of drunk and then you might feel a little bit more like open and make out or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I think I am a big proponent for drinking on the first date. Like first date. Yes. I, I don't I don't want to get a coffee. Fuck no. I completely agree. Or like when that guy asked if I wanted to go hiking on a first date. I was like, no. <laughs> should we do one one more? One more. Um, we, is that a good way to end it? <laughs> Just what's your um, for everyone out there trying to date Tess? Tess, huh? what's your most romantic ideal date? <sighs> I don't know anymore, Kitty. <laughs> what is romance? Um, you know I love a happy hour. Honestly, you know I love like if anyone that knows me, I love evening, dusk, sunset. I'd rather hang out with anyone during that time. I think that's when I'm the best version of myself. So I love like an outdoor happy hour that kind of like leads into night. But like maybe somewhere by the sun setting. Sun setting. By Elefante. Yeah. Well, I was dumped there. So maybe not Elefante. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, any anywhere outside with a couple drinks, like some little appetizers, like dinner for me, I don't really want to do on a first date. Like I'd rather lead into it with like light when it's light outside. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then taking a I walk, think, you know? I really like having meals on the first date, like a dinner, because it allows you to, you know, you have X amount of time at least. True. Where a drink, you could have a drink and be like, all right, nice to meet you. With this, you can trap them. Uh, That's a good point. And be like, all right, let's, you know, let's get a bottle of wine so I don't look like an alcoholic when I order more than two wa- drinks. Uh, and then you have the full meal. You're getting a little food in you too, yep. so you're not getting too drunk. Uh, like empty stomach drunk and then afterward if it's going well you know it's going well for them too if you're like hey let's go get a drink somewhere else yeah I know you're right for me I'm like dinner means it's serious those are my own commitment issues but you do bring up bring up a good point I've never thought about that dating huh like is that where I've gone wrong yeah I'm like let's just go to happy hours forever yeah. What is happy hour? There's no happy hour in Boston. And also it's COVID, so. So there's literally, there's no chance to drink during dusk unless that you're home. Well, thanks for sticking with us through that stream of consciousness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, please, please rate, review, subscribe. It will help us a lot. Share with your friends if you like us. Follow us on Instagram at Cool Girls Podcast. On Twitter at, don't worry about Twitter. Uh, I'm like, what is Twitter? I think we have four followers on the Twitter account, but you know what? We're still new. Yeah, visit our website, cold, cool, cold girls podcast, coolgirlspodcast.com. And um, yeah, stay tuned stay for cool. next week's episode. Cool. XO, XO. Cool girls. All right, that's. Oh man, Ooh. what a mess that was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>